I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Uh, welcome to Under the Radar with me, Sean Hughes. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Today we have Joey Page uh, on time. John Kearns, winner of the Foster. Is it called the Fosters? Fosters, yeah. Right, I don't know. Foxton's. just doesn't have the same ring, does it? Foxton's... Uh... And we have the guest professional, Jules Verney, and now he's talking about air travel. It's the 100th anniversary of commercial air travel. Did you know that, Joey? Of course. Uh, John, you've been travelling. Like, last time I saw you, I'm a good-look charm for you. Yeah. You've just had a great year. Thanks very much. That's why I'm back. But so, so last time I saw you, you were getting ready to go to Australia. Mm. So you went there. I did. With your offbeat comedy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wacky surreal flights of fancy and so <laughs> melbourne's beautiful did you have a good time um i had an interesting time i i i, I found it quite tough if i'm honest because the show uh the show that i brought over there was about uh uh you know loneliness and maybe going on holiday on your own that kind of thing and which is what you were doing it's what i did but i don't think uh i don't think many australians do that and if right. they do they don't write shows about it and tell people about it so i felt the reaction every night was uh you know you're telling people this uh is this uh oh you've actually wrote a show about this mate you you i think in their heads you go for a run (laughs) you know you you get drunk you get over it you don't dwell yeah but like people who go to see comedy aren't necessarily those kind of people though well i mean i don't know who i was getting i mean i was on Were were you getting quite hyped up because you'd won the newcomer award no, no. Well, this is the I had about fifteen in every night, and then, and then I got nominated for the for the Barry Award. So in oh, my wow, head, I, I was like, so in my head, I was like, well, okay, maybe I'll get a nice run for the last yeah. week. And no, it was just you know, that's weird. Fifteen people. Well, the award's very different over there. No one knows it exists. There's no press. It's literally something that they put up on <laughs> on the festival website, and that's it. But you didn't win it. No, no, no. It was one by. Next year, yeah. Will you go over again, then? I, I am going again, no, yeah. Even though they didn't get it? Well, I, I'm of the opinion that if someone offers you a flight to Australia, you take it. No, 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 John. Is, is it economy or business class? <laughs> uh, economy. No, you don't take that. You, <laughs> you, you demand business this year, OK? But you get paid, like you get a salary. John, demand business. Because you're going there on business. Yeah, true. Is that how it works? Yes. I'm, I'm telling you, because that flight is... Joey, you haven't been, have you? I, well, I'm, I might be going this year as well, actually. Oh, really? You're going yeah. economy. But I'm, I'm really trying to scrape in at the, the, one of the last spots they've got left. Of uh, uh, the Melbourne? Uh, Melbourne, and I'm going to try and do Perth as well. But uh, I need. I know I don't want to run over from the last one, but I've got to see a hypnotherapist because I the spiders. See, look, Melbourne <laughs> hasn't got any there's spiders. Not, don't worry about it. All right, but still... Yeah, I, I've never been, uh, but I'm trying to get someone to pay for my flight. That's why I got in a comedy. John, you, you won the award, so you're going business. Joey's going economy. I'm going in the I'm luggage a, hold. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember um, flying... I did. I thought everyone went economy. No. And then I was with Tim Vine, and he just 
he did just disappear. <laughs> and I was like, I wonder where he's sitting. And then it just dawned on me. He's got, he's having a great time in the business class. We had, a, we had a horrible one once where I was just going to Australia to do a 15-minute telly thing. So it was like a week. And it was me, Phil Jupiter, and Terry Alderton. And uh, because me and Phil were doing Buzzcocks at the time, when we, we were in business... But when they uh, when we got to the desk, they upgraded me and Phil to first class because they recognised us from the Buzzcocks. Went, see you, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> we were ringing them, going, "How's it back there?" And it was that weird thing because, like, because it's two, uh, it's basically two flights. So you stop off at Bangkok, yeah. whatever. But so Bangkok to uh, Melbourne, back in business, and we were going. Well, these seats are a bit kind of tight. <laughs> yeah, like, so you should never ever go first class because then it's just no going back, really. But definitely business, okay. Where have you have you been to like have you have you been like people do gigs in like Hong Kong? And... Yeah, but they're kind of like I've done. We've all done our fair few of those, but you're playing to expats, so it's just <laughs> if you want to happen to see the country, you know that's the only reason you do it. Copenhagen, have you done gigs in Copenhagen? I haven't. Oh, it's amazing there. Did they get it? <laughs> I did a bill where everyone was. Uh, what's the language they speak there? Danish. Danish, right. They're all speaking Danish. And then the MC just went, okay, now we've got an English comedian. And they introduced me. And obviously, I don't even know the language they speak, let alone speak it. And uh, they like dark humour, really dark humour. Which yours is kind of. No, but they like, you know, um, uh, who's the uh, Jerry Sadowitz. Right. I imagine they'd absolutely go crazy for him. They really like that kind of stuff. But, but just... that makes sense, because if you look at the TV, you know, like, they always yeah. talk about, like, the killing being yeah. like, well, yeah, it's just, it's just, uh, landscapes and, you know, it concrete is... and all that. And... Did you get to see a bit of it, or was it... Yeah, it's a be- beautiful, beautiful scene. Yeah, but my friend kind of... went to Copenhagen once, uh, but it was a bank holiday, so he said it was the most tedious day of his life. <laughs> just nothing was <would> open. <laughs> well, that, yeah. Just see the old person on a bicycle. <laughs> but, um, so, so... Did you do a big speech this year when you won the award? Because when you won the new uh, comers, you did a quite a political speech, really. Political, yeah. Um, I, I was genuinely, genuinely shocked. Uh, well, not shocked because you were nominated. No, but I didn't. I honestly, I, I know, I know, I know that sounds. But I, because I'd won last year, I yeah. genuinely was like, well, they don't give it again to someone else. It I was unusual. Time. Yeah, I had my time last year. That's how I saw it. So. Uh, when you know when my name was read out, it was it was mad, but I I I, I didn't thank anyone again. <laughs> I completely forgot to do that. But I I I stressed the point that because you did the free fringe, which we should yeah, point out. Yeah, I, I went back to the room that I did it last year, and well, I, I, I I just stressed the point that I think um, uh, I, I don't know. I knew a lot of people that were really struggling in in the paid venues, and uh, Joey. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, kind of, yeah. But carry on. Well, but I, ju- I just, yeah, yeah. I just, I just think. Whereas last year, I think when I won newcomer, it was like happy families. It's like we can embrace the free fringe as well. Yeah. Whereas I felt this year there there was a genuine shift where it was uh, denting paid venues. Well, so uh, what? I I agree, but you then can't charge people three grand and then a grand two grand for pr and then all this when um get me started on pr <laughs> well i don't know i i know exactly what but so it, did you use pr or anything 
no, no. And did you sell out every night? Huh? Yeah, I mean, I, it was a. Again, I, the reason why I went back to uh, Free Fringe was I didn't want to have what. Well, I, it's tax free, isn't it? Uh, no, 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 no. Um, <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> Um, they, well, you're going to have to text them going, well, I, I'm telling you, in that bucket, <laughs> yeah, and only of course, they don't, know, they don't know what's in the bucket, but, you know, I, I'll pay my taxes. But the, um, within reason. Within reason, of course. A man got to eat and yeah. clothe himself. And, and you can say that you did all of that on stage and claim it all back. <laughs> all the clothes you've bought this year, you've worn on stage. That's fine. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> But um, and I, I went to see the show last week. And it was like the only word I describe is this beautiful show. I'm very brave. What age are you, John? Uh, twenty-seven. See, th- this show is beyond the man of twenty-seven because like the bravery in the show, where you're not frightened of silence, you're not frightened of dead ends in some of the things. Yeah, yeah. But that makes me laugh. I think. Yeah. I think. I think me and Joey kind of. Uh, uh, we we probably get bracketed in the same kind of group of maybe surreal kind of comedy in that kind of respect, but. I don't, I don't find uh, a rhythm of a joke particularly funny. No, I totally agree with you. Like, in that sense. You know, like a joke book. Yeah, that, they're not funny. What, what's funny is for me going, right, is that it? <laughs> well, but then at the same time, like uh, one of my favourite bits, just offhand, obviously I don't want to give it too much away, is you doing the impression of the gangster who can't say capiche. <laughs> yeah. So you know that's that's just very just funny material, like you know. But it's <laughs> yeah. what what I love about it is you give. So much effort to quite a kind of obvious kind of pay payoff, and I love that when people give. You know what I mean, Joey? Where you just you, you give so much uh, to it becomes ridiculous. Well, it's commitment. I mean, yeah, like, commitment you, is yeah, a word. Yeah, like when you start out and you you you're gigging with twenty other people, the people that you love are the people. Doesn't matter whether they're good or not, but they are committed. Yeah, like you know, like. The proper like they're just mad, but you, you see, no one's no one's getting it. Yeah, and uh, but you can't wait to see them again. And it, I com- know what you mean. Commitment yeah. is is, yeah. is but, absolutely key to everything. So, it? will you go to Edinburgh again next year? Now, is that the plan? Just uh, no, I'm not going to go back. I, I purely, oh word. Pure, I know, incredible. Pure, purely because I just uh, I felt that this year ended bracketed last year's show in that kind of right. you know what i wear on stage like a wig and all that false teeth well, you're not stuff. gonna do that again then well i i don't know i need to work it out because you said that last time what i said i wasn't gonna do it again yeah did i yeah but you're always <laughs> questioning that <laughs> well just play the tape back from last year <laughs> well i'm not wearing the teeth and the wig again come on that's last year's show winner <laughs> um Ah, well, I, 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 mean, I, feel, I feel very lucky that I found one thing. But you, you talk about it in the show that you feel you're trapped by those yeah, yeah. two things now as well. I, uh, well, the, uh, yeah, the, there's a sense of being trapped. But in my head, I'm working that out by talking about it. Yeah. If I went on and didn't even acknowledge... Um, I mean, the, the thing is, uh, a, lot of, a lot of feedback I get about it is that when they see a picture of me like all done up... Uh, they're like, they think this is going to be, like, they're going to hate the show so much because it's the idea of, they're going to be like, oh, God, this guy thinks he's he's wacky or zany, or that kind of thing. Does, so does it help you weirdly get into a character, though? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Absolutely, because yeah. the thing I would say is, if you didn't wear the wig and the teeth, none of the material would have been any different. Yeah, no, that's true. But I feel comfortable... 
I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't know what it is. Like Mark Watson. I. I, I sometimes even the Welsh. Did thing. he? It was Welsh for like yeah, for five like years, wasn't it? Yeah. Is that, I sometimes think it was just, that what he did. You can you can run that off. Well, yeah, I, you can't run off a week. I, I just think, <laughs> I just think like that's what makes it so unique is that people don't really know. It's a real blurred line between a character and you, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? People can't work out what's yeah, that. And that. it obviously it is you. But with that, it kind of you can say things. Kind of that you wouldn't get away with if you. Oh, absolutely, yeah, and yeah, that, yeah, and that's yeah, hugely. But I think everyone on stage is just an exaggeration of themselves, unless you're actually doing a character, you know. Yeah. So. You are. But, for an audience, um, to to have a physical um, uh, idea of that, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like the performer knows. Like so, when you walk on stage, obviously you know you are maybe a caricature of yourself or um, you have a heightened uh, sense of who you are on stage. But the audience don't know that because they don't know you, what you're like off stage. Yeah, so, know, yeah. so then if, so I found that when I'm kind of, when I wear like a wig that, that's kind of just slapped on and these teeth that are kind of just lodged in there, it gives them the physical thing of this is what we're watching on stage. But then they're also aware that someone is behind that yeah. who goes off. So it, it kind of, it kind of helps the audience, I think. But like, because like, when you start your show, you're there on stage as yourself, just yeah. shuffling about. And I love that the fact that, and weirdly, I can't do it as well. I don't like that comedy come on and go, "Hey, how you doing?" You yeah, know, but let's have a chat. And so, but there's when, a lot of the, there's a, <laughs> you're going into the you're going into the audience's space. I think if you stand behind a curtain, I found. Whereas when the audience are walking in and I'm there. They're coming into my space, and so there's like a respect. That's I think. interesting. I just think, like, uh, what you were saying about, oh, well, look at look at what this guy says is going to be shit. Like, I just think, oh, can't people, like, in this modern day, can't people just use their brains a little bit? Like, uh, well, James just... Acaster, I did a gig with him, and on stage, someone heckled him, and he said, "You're exactly the kind of person that I can't stand." He said, "I have a lovely first ten days." of Edinburgh then if I get good reviews then it all goes to shit because people come because they like five star comedy it's not a genre YouTube me work out if you like me then come and see my show don't just come because you've seen it's got five stars probably the worst gig like reception wise I ever did was the the day after I won the Perrier because people were coming for that Mm. reason we're going to see the best show on the fringe so they weren't like-minded souls and they just go what this is this is the best you can see that throughout the whole show that's what they were thinking but you know it's a very good point and that's why with the free fringe which i like is like you people can take a punt on that but i find if you do the three big gigs in edinburgh like the gilded the pleasance and all that people are there not necessarily to see you they're there to see comedy and you happen to be there mm. and i think with uh, with you now especially uh, they'll they'll Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. go to find you well i mean this is this is what i i, I mean 
I don't know what's gonna what will happen over the next few years or so. I mean, obviously, everything's gonna be okay. People act like it's all gonna. We're end. all going to die. But uh, yeah, well, it's I only not gonna it. be okay probably for the big venues. Like I, I did uh, Underbelly this year, right. and the reason that I have carried on doing a paid venue is because I can't help when I'm in like audience mode, walking down the street, seeing somebody who's been in a paid venue for years, and thinking. They're not doing very well, are they? Like, and and people don't take me seriously as it is. So I think if I took that step down, then that is like a yeah, double no, effect just, because of what yeah. I do and because of that factor. There's all so sorts of reasons. I'm pretty yeah. much gonna, as long as I can afford it, stay there. I think the one thing I can do about maybe is PR because I just don't get it. Yeah, don't get me. See, I'm Dave, the producer. He's, I'm not allowed to talk about PR because apparently I do it every time. But let's just say it's bad and move on, John. <laughs> What I want to talk to you about is how are you dealing with uh, the life of a comic, which means pretty much a lot of time on your hands. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I I don't think I deal with it very well. I don't think any of us do. I don't think because also I think, it's, I think it's completely unnatural. Yeah. Um, uh, it's. I mean, the thing. Boil it down. You don't. You start work at what seven at night, maybe, or yeah. you know. Like, I don't talk to anyone. I'm sure no one here talks to anyone. I, do you know what I mean? I, the thing, what I, what I had a job is that you were forced to hang out with, yeah. my, in my case, a team of like 30 people. And the conversations bored you, made you laugh. But it was like there was, there was life going on. You talked well, about the news and stuff. Bizarrely. Every conversation I have now, every like, if I watch the news now, if there's a football result... I refer to. I talk to myself about it. I'm like, yeah. Oh, what do you well, I've got what dogs do you... to talk to. Why? <laughs> yeah. So that helps me. But no, it's weird because in in the show that I'm doing at the moment, I talk about how we do the weirdest job. I'm talking to the audience about how I basically spend most of my day reflecting on things yeah. and bringing the best of those reflections to you, so we can enjoy it as a community for two hours. While you people, you work jobs. Some of you don't like them. But th- you're experiencing life, and that's how it should be. We're the crazy ones. And it's like those people are... And then the paradox is they're given a two-week holiday to reflect on things, <laughs> and then they realise their life is shit, <laughs> which shouldn't be your thought process on holiday. But, um, but it's like, you know, when people... Because I wake up at 6 o'clock every morning. Just That's what happens when you hit your 40s. You just wake up for no reason. Right. And so the days... And so when people say to me, uh, uh, the, the only people I don't like in the world are people who go, there's not enough hours in the day. I go, have fucking two of mine. <laughs> because it's just the long. Why days. are you getting up at six? I don't want to. What are you talk. doing? I it's like getting up early. What are you doing? But you, what, what do you do? I, you get I work best in the morning. Yeah, Joey's pr- pretty much. He's very much who kind of gets the paper and pen out and starts work straight away, don't you? Do you? Yeah, and like like as soon as I get out of bed, because I think as soon as I look at something, I get distracted. That's it. My day's finished. He's very easy to hypnotise. <laughs> But I, I think, John, I don't know, but I think you're very much like me. You let ideas occur to you and then work on them. Yeah, I can't do that. I yeah. can't I can't, uh, I can't. sit down and write. We I, have to hang out a bit more, because we are the two most I mean, bored we, people we, in North London. I was about to say, we live five minutes from each other. So, but, I'm bored by the time you two get up, but for the first... Well, not you, maybe, but I don't know what time you're getting up, John. But like, I'm bored by 11 time? o'clock. I'm getting, but, about, I'm getting up about 10. Okay. Well, but I'm you're waking up a bit earlier. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm up. I'm up. 
waking up about. I live on the Archway Road, so it's right. uh, so right. half also five. Known, <laughs> also known as the A3. <laughs> well, the A1, isn't it? It's the A1, yeah, yeah. yeah. Crossrail. They're building every part of Crossrail drives past my window. That's nice. <laughs> it's lovely. <laughs> Twenty-four hour buses. Christ Almighty. So, yeah, so you're, you're getting kind of uh, half-sleeps then. Yeah, I don't think I've slept well for two years. Can you have some earplugs, mate? I've got them. Oh, all right. You know, I used, to, I used to work in Parliament and I used to go to Big Ben. I used to nick the earplugs because you had to go up there when the bongs went off to wear... That was bongs, by the way, not bombs. Don't, <laughs> people don't be frightened out there. <laughs> the bombs about to go off, put earplugs in. <laughs> yeah, we'll all be fine. <laughs> as long as we don't hear it. <laughs> um, yeah, I wear, I wear earplugs, mate. Come on, I'm now. Just, I'm just trying to help. But why don't you move? I'm moving in November. Where going to Wood going? Green. With your girlfriend? Yeah. You're moving in with your girlfriend? Yeah. yeah. But you didn't even have a girlfriend last time I saw you. Uh, uh, not, well, kind, no, I did, I did. Yeah. Sean, yeah, okay. he's won both Perrier's in two years, he moves fast. Yeah. <laughs> it's fast it's a fast mover. I'm here. Whatever, I'm not calling it that. <laughs> um, Joey, how is your love life, by the way? Yeah, it's fine, mate. Yeah, what's happening? It's just the same. I've still got my, uh, I'm still with my girlfriend. What for? Uh, how, how long standing? Like ten months. Oh, I've moved in with her. Yeah, okay. mental. It's not mad. Yeah. <laughs> and Wood Green as well. Not exactly. Uh, well, Wood Green Shopping City, as we like to call it. Very good Primark there. Turkish <laughs> okay, food. I've been in that Primark. A lot of but cheap clo- hats. close to Ali Pali, where all the gigs happen. Not that's that it, mate. Nice. Right? Been... All, all the uh, all the Libertines. Yeah. Were you there? Did you go Went on Friday? Yeah. Did you? Yeah, you went to see the Libertines? Perry. Yeah, with Tom Parry from Pappy's. He bought me a ticket for my 30th birthday. And was it a good gig? Uh, do you know what? I think I finally hit 30. Even though I was 30 on the 1st of August, I think I hit 30 <laughs> halfway through that gig because <laughs> I was being pushed about a lot and I didn't enjoy that. Uh, normally, I'm right up for it. And then about about an hour in, I just started looking at my watch going, Really? Come on, guys. And then they did an encore that went on for ages. And it's like, I swear they've done some of these songs twice now. I was getting quite annoyed. <laughs> so, and yeah. were you a big fan, though? Yeah, and then it just occurred to me, like, people just buying things with the word Albion. Like, I could have literally pissed in a bottle, written the word Albion on the side, and sold <laughs> it for 15 quid outside. Yeah. So are you, do you think this is the end of your uh, going to live gigs, then? No, just maybe... Uh, maybe... I've got to just... Pick, but like, I like I really like festivals now. I probably do you? I come out my nuts. Like oh, no, no. But like again, like what you were saying about the first class thing. Yeah. Once you've done a festival as a comedian, I'm never going as a punter because you get to park your car next to your tent, yeah. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and you can charge your phone. You can have a shower. <laughs> There's no way I'm like staying in like the slum of the up on the hill a million miles away, and people no, are yeah, going yeah. through your tent. I know. I can't I think, stand. So this... I can't stand gigging at festivals. I no. can't, but it's the experience, like going to Australia and paying to What go. is that? I just, I just absolutely, I get, I get more nervous. I get nervous so badly before every gig. But Do you? Before, yeah, but, but before, that's a bit odd because you're actually on stage then, so you're nervous yeah. then. No, 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 no. So the kind of yeah, nerves like, just before you go on the stage. Yeah, about a couple of hours beforehand, I'm just lying on my, on the floor. <laughs> well, we all have low level anxiety during the day. I know, but I, but like festivals. Yeah. I just, I can't stand them. Because also, if someone hates it, they're not just, you know, they got to, if they're lying on the floor, they got to, it's, it's, you really see them leave. You know, they, yeah. they roll over, they show you their ass, they I massive know. walk out. 
I can't, I can't stand them. No, you definitely, uh... Jack White can't stand them either. So he I'm doesn't have them, I'm in good company, yeah, I know, yeah. But, but it's different for them. Because, but, yeah, I, I get very distracted very easily on stage, so for those very reasons, I hate festivals, just watching people wandering around. Well, I, in Latitude, I, uh, I, um, I did the same joke, uh, about 40 times. Because, basically, I, I did the joke, and then it got a laugh, and then, um... People started coming into the tent, poking their heads around. Yeah. And so I started to, I went, you right, mate? And uh, I went, you're going to stay? And he went, uh, well, I'll see if you're funny first. So then I did the joke again. <laughs> and then about two minutes later, someone else would pop their head in. And they'd be like, you're right, mate? <laughs> yeah, I'm just, uh, so you're going to stay? Uh, well, let's see what you're like first. And then I just did the joke again. <laughs> so it got, to, it got to the point where... But the people, the audience who were there... Well, the, the audience out there from the beginning it. were really into it. Yeah. And then in the end, I got, like, 20 of them up to do the joke and... Oh, brilliant. That's it, great. See, that's when festivals sound like fun. Yeah. Yeah, that was... Because I, I always remember, like, uh, do you remember... It's like, I remember reading about Ross Noble taking all the... the remember, in Latitude, he took all the crowd to, like, the one of the... One of the food stalls or something. And I was like, oh, God, I don't know. It's like... I was like, that sounds great for him, yeah. and the audience must have loved that. But I was like, the risk of that going wrong. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Come on, guys, follow me. And everyone just like, I can't be bothered. I just try and plan like a finale to my set because somebody will inevitably be taking pictures from the festival, and then they'll get a picture of whatever this big thing is, and they'll be like, you know, like, him, he did really great just on the strength of one photo and then I get booked back the next year like I, I this do. year I did um, <laughs> you you know, Arcade Fire had like this when they played they had this massive cannon at Glastonbury yeah. it was like all oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. confetti and glitter and smoke so I just ripped up a whole newspaper had it in a in a little bag at the side of the stage and brought some dry shampoo on stage and just recreated that for like a pound threw it up sprayed it all and the picture looks incredible so people are going yeah, he did really well. Nobody can remember the gig. Got a YouTube clip, Jay. Got some bloody good got pictures. Some great Polaroids. I did, uh, well, I used to do it, and you can use this because I think it's really great. Uh, music festivals. What I do is I get them. I bring a U two live album, and uh, and I get the announcer to say, "We weren't supposed to announce this, but ladies and gentlemen, please welcome U two." And they put that up, and then seeing all these people coming into the tent and just go, "Fuck you." It's me. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what Luke McQueen did in Edinburgh. Yeah, that was basically his show. But so, so John, like, are you are you aged? Have you got an agent and stuff now? Yeah. Yeah, I tried to do it on my own, and yeah, uh, it's impossible. Well, it is. I mean, I, I, I might because I, well, I didn't try and do it on my own. I, just, I was just intrigued to see where it all went, and uh, all of a sudden you then get contracts, and you're just like, I have no idea if I'm getting stiffed over it. So, but have things changed? Have things really moved really quickly since you won the award? Because I'm sure you're getting inundated with offers, and a lot of them not ones you want either. Um, to be honest, I, I don't. I don't really hear that many things. I only get told what I what those it, earplugs that you have for the traffic. Uh, yeah, I, I, you want to take them out once you're up. <laughs> I do walk around the house sometimes just with them in, and uh, yeah, that's. Um, yeah, but the thing is, I mean, last year changed my life. Yeah, and the offers and the opportunities that came out of last year because of how long things take are now happening now okay so in a way i mean i've been offered some uh some things since since winning the award but But at at the same time you you, you, 
I mean, someone a lot of, a lot. Of, the analogy I kind of have said is that you know, if you win awards or things like that, people say, "Oh, you know, a lot more doors are open for you now." But it's it's kind of the opposite. It's like I, I think just just from my own experience, and I was looking in the sense of I just wanted to do the one thing, and I was able to do that rather than waiting for these idiots to give you offers, and you just and then because you think, especially bringing into uh, point the the boredom threshold, you go, yeah, I'll do that. Because yeah. otherwise you'll just be sitting at home doing nothing. And that's, I think, the mistake a lot of people make. They just do a lot of rubbish. So have you got something nice in the pipeline that you are desperate to do then? Uh, yeah, well, I've, I've written a, a Radio 4 series. Right. And that's, uh, I'm recording that in a couple of weeks. Oh, brilliant. And um, so, and is there any television you'd like to do? Uh, well, I'm doing a, you know, yeah, I, I got sent a few scripts and stuff. but For um, acting? Uh, yeah. But I'm, I'm in a, uh, I'm doing a, um, uh, a sitcom in January. Uh, it's like a naked gun kind of thing. Okay. Um, and do you like the script or is it just I a like job? I like the script. Okay, well, that's good. That was, you, that was the main Joe, anything thing. coming up for you, fella? I'm doing... I just got so tired of kind of what John just said. You put something in the pipeline and then in about two years you'll ultimately find out if yeah. it's happening or, in my case, a lot of time, that it's not happening. So I'm basically like... Have you ever seen Tim and Eric? No, it's American. About. These two American guys, and they're kind of like the best way to describe my guess is like a new age kind of American Vic and Bob. Okay, it's a really poor description of what they. Do. And you're going to steal their material and put it on basically British television? Yeah. No, because there's no one's doing it. No, but I've, so I've gone <laughs> fuck television. So I'm I'm making a thing called Not on BBC Three because the idea is that when it's ready, BBC Three won't exist. Right, and it's Are about going to put it on the net. Yeah, it's about me and. Uh, a comedian called Matt Winning. All we've got to do is finish this script, and then we get our show made on BBC Three. But it's only like little ten-minute-long sitcom things. But it's mainly a sketch show. Like oh, well, good look at that as well. Okay. Listen, guys, thanks. For, we haven't even talked to Jules Verney, who's uh, coming in to talk about air travel. Sorry about that, Jules. But um, now, basically. We're talking about the element of surprise has gone out of uh, holidays now because, you know, you used to you go to a place like Copenhagen and you wouldn't know anything about it, but now you can read up all about it. So, um, Jules, is, is it the situation where holidays aren't as feasibly fun anymore? Well, it's the fact that you can actually plan everything <coughs> on me right down to the nth degree. So you can look at it on Google Street View, you can speak to somebody who, virtually speaking, you can speak to someone who actually went to that destination. That's fascinating. Before. Well, thank you very much for coming in, Jules. Uh, <laughs> thanks to Joey and John. Uh, good to see John's show, and Joey's, uh, and mine. You've been listening to one of the radar <laughs> with me, Sean Hughes. Thanks for listening.